I think this is going to be the first time I'm going to really do more of a hmm, philosophical um, I would say a, a philosophical prodding, right? A sort of poking at philosophical poking. That's, that's what I would do. More philosophical poking at what we don't really question, what we sort of take for granted um, on a daily basis without really paying attention, really, I would say, the things that we should question most, and this would be very Heidegger of me, <laughs> it, it would be to question what is most obvious. Right, and I think sometimes when, for example, this 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 specific episode is going to be about who are you? Who are you? And I would say most people, on average, are very flustered when they have to do this because then they sort of realize that they amount to words you know I am a soldier I am a son I like to do this I like to read I like to it amounts to words and activity But typically the label itself is what encompasses the activity, right? So I'm an artist, I'm a poet. But see, even that is really troubling because it doesn't really quite get at who are you? Who are you? Because I could say that I am a son, but that role itself is universal. It's, there's plenty of sons out here in the world. And then, you know, what if I have children? So, okay, I'm a father, but there's also plenty of fathers. So, and okay, so if I say I'm, I'm a poet, well, there's also plenty of poets. So then who, who am I, really? What what would escape the universal? Who am I? You, and if you dig deeper into this question, you find yourself that, well, it's very hard to escape the universal. <laughs> the universal of difference, <clears throat> even, right? You'd be like, well, I, um, I do art. Well, everyone has a sort of, there's plenty of people that do art, right? So who are you? And I hope this doesn't sort of drive one mad when asking this question, but it's to sort of shed light on a really crucial reflection of just who are you? 
and oftentimes I also think of I, I forgot who said this but it was like if I were missing my arm would that somehow escape who I am you know if I had lost my you know a specific aspect of my reproduction would I have a loss of who I am some people would say yes as I would say specifically on the men's side most of them would say yes <laughs> right it totally escaped what it means to be a man for them but there is something deeper way deeper than the skin of who I am right it, there is still a sense of that I am there even if I have body parts missing right I mean all it would lead to I mean so if I can no longer write right does that somehow Does that somehow deny who I am? Who I am? Or is it that I am more of an in-between rather than a solid being? Right? A solid being. I don't think I am a solid being. Because... I mean, somebody really shed light on this with for me. And, well, I mean, a lot of mystical religion theologians, religious theologians, that's what I meant, they often look at the human being as a sort of in-between, between being and non-being, right? And now, this is sort of strange to even bring this up, but I'm going to kind of give it more... A more common day example, right? <clears throat> if you think about what mediates between two worlds, oftentimes it is the human being. And we can use fantasy imagination. I won't get into a certain specific philosophical imagination or theological imagination, but let's just take a broad brush with this and say imagination, in including fantasy. And... Let's include sensory. Now, what mediates between the sensory and the imagination? I would dare say that sometimes, I would dare say that thoughts come to us. And then I spit them out into the sensory world. Some would call the real world, right? But... Who is what mediates between the two worlds? In a, in a very um, critical sense, it seems like the human being is one of the few that mediates between worlds. Right? He can mediate himself, whether you call him mad or not. There's always a sense of mediating Right? A man can easily contain his imaginal world to where it never comes to surface in the real world. Right? Who stops the imaginal, really? It would be the one that mediates. Right? We are 
the bridge, so to speak. We are always the bridge. <clears throat> and so I think when we take specific roles, labels, it solidifies, it almost dissipates the bridge, right? We are almost destroying our own bridge, so to speak. We are destroying what it means to be human to a degree. And maybe I'm sort of being very agreeable by saying this because I think I would firmly say that the human being is the one that mediates. Who was the one that first said that there was a God? I mean, it was man. Whether it was imaginal or not real, man becomes the mediator between two realms, right? The realm of God, the realm of imagination, whatever it wants to be, he is the mediator. In some sense, he is Hermes. He is traveling back and forth, sending messages. He is a little speedy mortal god. <laughs> A little speedy mortal god with golden sandals. Um, what mediates it? And so that is my problem, really, when we ask, who are you? Well, I am everything that is. I am everything that travels I'm everything that I mediate, so to speak, right? I, I am a sort of gate that things pass through and leave and enter and leave again, right? I am a sort of a walking house where I invite guests, they eat, I treat them well the best that I can, and then they leave. And I prepare myself for new guests. In a more theological way, it could seem that you would say, I am the kingdom. I have the kingdom of heaven in me. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, putting aside anything theological, you could still, I think you could still easily see that man is the one that mediates always, right? Even when he reads, he is mediating between, let's say we read in a philosopher that is dead. I mean, you are mediating between the dead and the living. Do you know how spectacular that is? To be the one that mediates between the dead and the living. You can read a book from someone that has passed away, and then you spread word of his ideas, his philosophical achievements, his thoughts, you are the mediator. And to me, it's a very beautiful way of being because it really shows how powerful the human being is to a degree, but it also shows how that it carries so it is also a heavy weight to be the one that mediates between two worlds.
I'm going to sort of bring an example here that is um, maybe important to show what it means to be a interpreter, <laughs> interpreter, <laughs> interpreter. When I was in Afghanistan, the interpreters would tell me that to mediate was so hard because oftentimes both parties would try to be very aggressive or non-participating in the, you know, deal or conflict. They don't want to participate. And it was often the interpreter that could sort of ease between two worlds, between two people that don't see eye to eye and don't understand each other's language. The human being, it seems to me, is the one that can mediate between this, right? And if we don't mediate well, um, then we, we have a schism, right, a break. And ultimately, the, um, it becomes dangerous for the interpreter, the mediator, because between two worlds, if one does not agree with the message, you know that famous saying, don't kill the messenger, I am just the one sending, right? I am just the one. But as always, um, I, I'm, I'm starting to think of a movie where almost an entire war, the, the entire weight of a, of a critical battle that would turn the war was left to messengers, right, a specific messenger, to warn them of the coming ambush, right? <clears throat> messengers are increasingly fragile, very fragile, but they have a great, the greatest power, the power of language, the one that mediates between two worlds. I would dare say more worlds, but I won't get into that. Um, this is the beautiful in-between And so when I say, who am I? Who sparked those words? I am just an echo, so to speak, right? Who, who am I? Um, and I? And I can see where some people would disagree with this. <clears throat> But of course, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw anything solid at you, but I think all I'm trying to do is sort of provoke a very critical reflection of that oftentimes the human being is the mediator. And so when I ask, who are you? What you think is your role? What you think is your identity? Is sort of strange. It almost... Be who are you almost becomes what you mediate well. 
and I hope that sort of makes sense, what you mediate well, being a strong bridge, what kind of bridge are you? I think maybe that's the better question. Rather than who are you, it's what kind of bridge are you? Are you bridging at all? Or have you forgotten that you are a bridge between worlds? Alright, so if anybody like this, let me know. <laughs> um, of course, this is... Um, I'm going to try, I'm try to do this a little bit more often. Um, I've been really fascinated with language and, you know, being. So it's been giving me a lot of reflection on what it means. Um, to be something that is in between, I find that a very beautiful concept. And maybe that is... You know, too subjective on my part for other people, but oftentimes I think it is a very healthy concept, I think. All right, bye.